Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Woods and Waters Project. I'm your host, Steph Busenbark. I want to check in for a second. Have you ever felt not enough or maybe afraid that others watching will call you out for being a beginner? The world, social media, it's tough on us, but typically we are even tougher. Am I right? The fear of being judged, no matter how strong we are or how secure with ourselves we are, sometimes creeps in. And if we aren't good with ourselves, man, is it even harder. But fact is, everyone, again, everyone, was once a beginner. And I know I'm not alone in saying this. I am inspired on a much deeper level by people who show their scars, their stress, and their fuck-ups. People who openly share they don't know it all, but invite you to follow their journey anyway. You know what I mean? There's a hundred examples of this. Entrepreneurship, body image, relationships, sports, people building something. Most things are not overnight successes. We see highlight reels and we don't always see the blood, sweat, and tears that went into something. We, we see the end result and we judge ourselves off of someone's middle or end. We judge our beginning off of that. This week's guest is Alicia Beck, and I think she's a total badass chick, and I am excited to introduce all of you. On this episode, we talk about body image and heavy lifting and getting into hunting for the first time and taking the good and bad that comes with it when you put it out there publicly. This is Start Somewhere.
go over some of the stuff we talked about at the garage party for Working Class Bow mm -hmm. Hunter. Uh, I know you and I have talked on Instagram before about what we would talk about on the podcast, and we talked about some of that a couple weeks ago at the party, and I definitely would love to hit on that stuff again. Uh, I think that you would be a great guest for that, and I know we don't really know each other, but we did get to meet in person at the party, so that was cool and un unexpected. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm glad we got to do that. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's just social media is so crazy because I feel like there's a number of people that I've bonded with or built a connection with through social media, just like, you know, liking each other's stuff, commenting on each other's stories and pumping each other up. And there, I've had a really positive experience with that and feeling like I have this little community of people that I know, but I don't really know. <laughs> oh, yes, I can totally relate. <laughs> I, I mean, I talk to people every day on Instagram. It's like I've never even met them in real life. Yeah, and it's trippy when you meet them in person. I know that you and I talked about this, and I've had so many people say this. To me, it, it's like weird when you meet someone on social media and then you meet them in person, and they may or may not be exactly how you think they're going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. It's like you have this envision of them from talking to them and seeing their posts and then you meet them and sometimes it's like completely different. Yeah. And, and that, um, where I like feel myself kind of, I don't know, my confidence level is much higher than it used to be a couple years ago. But in general, like when I think about that, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I'm at all what people expect me to be like? Like, do I look the same? Do I act how they anticipate? Am I, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, I totally agree. Especially like being in the fitness, you know, industry and oh, stuff. Sure. Like you walk into a room, it's like, are they gonna be like, oh, I thought she'd be bigger. Or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, she's not as big as I thought. Like, I don't know. We, yeah. Jeremy and I both are that way. Like everyone's always like, oh my God, you know, Jeremy's huge. You're going to notice him when he walks in the room. And he's like, oh, God, don't, like, tell people too much because then he's going to show up and they're going to be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm even just in my time with just getting started into, like, the whole competition world and everything. My – this is going to sound probably weird, but my coach – I've actually never met her in person. She, okay. She lives – like an hour and a half from me and I will start meeting with her in person once we kind of get this going. So once we start working on posing and we talk like every few days, uh, texting wise and stuff. And she sets me up with my meal plan. I send her pictures twice a week, all of that. But when I see pictures of her, like she is insane, right? Like, I mean, just, muscular wise like it's crazy and the journey that she's taken in a couple years to get that way but then I heard she had did, done a post I'm thinking wow this girl is like way um beyond what I can even picture getting my body to like this is like a little bit intimidating but impressive right but I think she's right. like a size one or like a size zero or something and I'm, oh, and I'm, I'm like <laughs> what <laughs> because that's tiny yeah because I'm like I'm a, a size 10 so like I can't I can't like picture that and I'm excited to meet her because she is a beast but I think she's 
probably way smaller than I am or, you know, right. Just, yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah, that's that what I'm talking about. You see them, you know, in pictures and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, he or she is massive. And then you meet them in person and they're a munchkin. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like you're tiny. Yeah. Or vice, you know, or vice versa. Or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. Or they're massive and they like tower over you and you thought they were short. Yeah. It's, yeah, I get more nervous about the, well, and we'll get into this more too, like the visual stuff probably, but like personality wise, that that's hard too. I, I want to be as um, warm and as genuine as I am in my social, like I think I am in my posts in person, but I really, I mean, you know, I've heard the same though before, like what other people think about you is really none of your business. So I try not to overthink it, but in certain yes. scenarios, it does get in my head a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, so would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, I'm Alicia Beck and, um, I'm originally from Northern Wisconsin up by the Great Lakes area. Um, and we just got married, and now we are living in lacrosse. How do you like it? So, yeah. Oh my gosh, we both love lacrosse. It's a definitely forever home for us. Yeah, for a really long time until I had gone to like Montana. The only other place my husband and I ever said we would live is Wisconsin. Like, I just think it's probably one of my favorite states to go to and we go there as often as we can just just to go there i just think it's a beautiful state and it's great hunting too yeah yeah i mean there's there's everything in wisconsin really i mean you get everything you got your cities out you know you have your rural area um i don't know it's definitely a forever place for us for yeah. sure We'll probably go on tangents, too. This is how this normally goes, you know? And oh, I, yes. I like it to be just sometimes a BS session, and that's great. But when I started following you on social media, I was, like, really inspired by just, like, how, well, A, your your arms are my goals from the tattoos <laughs> to, <laughs> to the muscles. <laughs> they're, they're my goals. <laughs> um, and then when I started, I started to follow you when you, right before your, you got into bow hunting. And so like that, watching that transition and seeing you talk about that, I was just, I like loved it. Like those are all the things, you know, tattoos, muscles, and bow hunting are the things that I love so much. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. And I can agree on that. And I just, you know, even some of the the quotes you've shared or things that you have written on social media, I'm like, yeah, like this, like, and, and then like following your husband as well, like you guys are all about those things together. I'm like, these are my people. Like they are super, like they're, you're really fun for me to watch and listen to because it's like, it's positive, right? Like sometimes social media can be really negative and be a place to just compare, but I find you guys to just be really like, you're very loving and do a lot of cool things together. And I just, I think you're a power couple. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And for me, you know, just getting into, I've been lifting off and on for a while because I enjoyed it. But, you know, growing up with it and loving to lift, I guess it wasn't as, there wasn't really anyone around me who was doing it. And I, and I, I would get a lot of, and I still get this, like, don't get too big, 
like you need to do cardio. Um, don't you know lifting weights isn't going to help you lose weight. Um, jokes about when I am lifting, you know, sometimes this is meant to be endearing, sometimes it's meant to be an insult. Like, oh, you can probably deadlift me now, right? Like things like that. Mm-hmm. I've just always heard that chatter since I started lifting in high school and then loved it so much that I kept doing it. Well, now I'm really in it. You know, I'm, I'm lifting five days a week and I love it and I see way more transformation with lifting than I do focusing on cardio. Plus, I don't enjoy cardio anyway. So, it just, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I used to be like 100 pounds and all I did was running. You know, I was a stick, basically. Um, and I remember when I first like seen results and stuff and even my mom, oh my gosh, I, I feel like the people closest to me were probably the worst yeah. with my weightlifting. Um, they kind of just laughed at my goals a lot. Like when I said, I want to deadlift 300 pounds, you know, they laughed at me. They thought it was hilarious. And like my mom, even she would be like, oh, you know, why are you doing hair like that? Why are you getting tattoos? Like you're, you know, you're looking, you're looking too masculine. Like, is that what everyone's doing at the gym? Is that like the cool thing? And like, no one understood it. And they thought it was weird. And, you know, it was very different. So I dealt with that a lot. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a, maybe not, um, being in the Midwest, like maybe you probably, you may or may not see as many, I guess, characters like that, right? Like in oh, the exactly. gym, tattoos, like rad hair dudes. Like I, I don't know if you see that as much in the Midwest. I think it's, I see it more now because I'm kind of in that, getting into that world, but. Right. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't like slap you in the face. It probably did feel no. different to people. Yeah, I mean, especially because where I'm from was like such a small town, you know. Um, tattoos are far and few there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mom thinks like, my mom thinks my tattoos are awful. You know, she'll be nice about it. Oh, that's, that's nice, you know. <laughs> but like, you know, deep down inside, she's like, oh my God, I want my little country pumpkin back, you know. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a different image for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I started following you not that long ago. And I know that this, like, <clears throat> looking at you now, it looks like you've been lifting for a really long time to me, like in like the best complimentary way. Like you just seem like a total badass in the gym. But I know that that was a, a long journey for you, right? Like it's been. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I would say seriously lifting, like, probably four years, and then, like, lifting total, probably five, I would say five or six years. Um, I started competing in Olympic lifting. I actually started with, like, CrossFit-style workouts Mm -hmm. at home, you know, in the garage kind of thing, and I I got kind of stuck on the whole, I want to lose weight and have abs and, you know be a CrossFitter and do lots of endurance stuff. And then it kind of changed to watching some of these athletes compete. Like, oh my God, look at her deadlifting that much weight. Like, holy crap, I want to be like that. So then I totally like switched my goals and focused on strength and did zero cardio. And I seen the most results I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So I, I wish more women would focus on strength over endurance and cardio and body fat percentage. Yeah. For sure. I, 
I'm really motivated by that. And I, I don't even think it matters what, <laughs> what your weight is or, you know, I, I felt like from the other side and we, we talked about, we talked about this was for me, I think both, both sides are inspiring. Like if you were small, like small and people weren't believing in you that you could ever be strong enough to get to that point. Right. Like I think that's incredibly inspiring. And then for me, I've, I've always been pretty strong. Like I've always kind of had jokes made at me for being, um, able to like that. I'm like a dude. Right. Uh, right. (laughs) And just, and I don't, I don't know. And I, I don't, I don't know where that comes from. That's just like always been a thing. I've been a tomboy, but I can be like feminine and, and girly too. But I've always just had those kind of jokes, uh, at me, but I've never really been really comfortable in my skin and like physically, like how I look. And it's a shame because looking back at pictures when I was younger, I looked great. But at the time, you know, as a teenager, I thought I looked awful and they say that, like, when you look back at pictures, sometimes you're like, why was I so hard on myself? Like, I was beautiful. Like, what was wrong right. with me? Um, yep. But now, this last year and a half or so, I've definitely gotten to a place where I have learned to focus on the parts of me that I love and not so much mm-hmm. the parts that I don't. But as I was talking to you at the garage party about it, and I was hearing some of the things I was saying about how much it was getting to me, sending those progress pictures while I trained for the competition Mm -hmm. and you had expressed, you know, through competing and lifting and you have friends or people you've seen that really, it messes with their heads and it gets to like an unhealthy place sometimes with their body and body image. Um, and that transition for you, like, how has that been? Oh gosh. My husband tells me all the time I have clown mirror. Like we literally just had a talk last night and I just was like getting down on myself because like when I look at myself, I'm my worst enemy. Like I see I'm small. I need more muscle mass. I need to be stronger. I need to be faster. Like, I don't know. In my eyes, like I am not happy with where I'm at. I should be doing better. And I'm at a point where I'm trying to find like a happy medium in my life where I can be a decent weightlifter and look decent, but also have a life. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? I took it to the point where I was lifting in the gym every day. I was in there for two to three hours. Like that was my life. And yeah, I was probably a little stronger then and maybe a little bit leaner. And now it's like, I've cut that gym time in half. So I'm trying to find like a, a balance and still love my body. And, you know, I'm happy with my performance and, so it's nice to have Jeremy to keep me in check once in a while to be like, you look awesome. Like quit comparing yourself to that 1%, you know? And I don't know. I think the whole acceptance thing is very hard to like fully hundred percent genuinely love your body because I can tell you right now, I don't love mine. Yeah. I'm not satisfied. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a double-edged sword because it, in a way it feels to me, it's crazy to hear someone like from, you know, my perspective to hear someone like you say that, you know, because I think you're a complete badass babe, right? Like that's just <laughs> crazy for me to hear you say that. But it's also kind of I don't ever want any woman to feel like that about themselves. But it's it's also nice to know that 
I'm not alone in that feeling, if that makes sense. Oh, exactly. I don't like, I think once you get into the weightlifting, I feel like it's almost unrealistic to be like, yep, once I get to this, I'm going to be happy because I feel like every time you get to it, it's always like, okay, what can I do better? Mm -hmm. Which isn't, it's not a bad thing. Like I obviously want to keep progressing and I'll never be satisfied, which I don't think that's a bad thing. Sure. I I think it's awesome to keep, you know, setting goals and not settle, but you got to keep it healthy too. Yeah, it, uh, it really has been, you know, I, I went into this a, l- a little bit with you too, was where I got myself in a better headspace was when I started working out regularly again. I started to do it because I'm like, okay, I want to be stronger um, and I want to be self-sufficient. And I was going on this journey of learning, you know, starting a solo hunt and mobile hunting. And so I thought, you know, I had a couple hunts that I did where I was like dying because <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this for the things I love to do. Like I'm going to switch my mindset to I'm going to start working out, lifting and eating better. So the things that make me really happy, I'm like capable of doing better. And that mind shift, re- like it really helped me um, because then I was doing – a, I was doing workouts I loved. I was doing more lifting versus, you know, cardio. And I love lifting. I enjoy that. So, like, I, I, I truly think whether you love lifting or not, like, if you do more of a fitness lifestyle that makes you happy, you're going to see results long term because you, you'll do it anyway. But um, I definitely was starting to do it for my – for other reasons besides the outward appearance. And that got me into a way better headspace. And then because I was doing that – and seeing myself get stronger or becoming more physically uh, capable, I started to notice those things and I started to notice, wow, like my legs look hot as hell. <laughs> my, shoulders, <laughs> my shoulders are popping out more than they've ever done. And my, yep. my weight I'm pulling back on my bow is like seriously impressive because at the time I was going to go hunting in Africa and so I was really focused on getting my bow weight up to, a you know, a point that I could, you know, hunt African animals with. And I did that and I can still do that comfortably. And just like little things like that, that I'm like, wow, like this is a way better feeling than me focusing on the fact that I don't have abs and it's going to take me forever to ever have them. Um, Oh, I completely agree with that. (laughs) Like focusing on, you know, your strength and functional fitness over the bodybuilding aspect of it, I think is extremely like a healthier route to go. For women or men, like, I, I don't know. I feel like if you just obsess over what you see in the mirror, I think that's kind of a, a bad route to take long term. But I think, like you said, like functional fitness and focus on your performance and, you know, all the the bodybuilding aspect just comes along with it. Like, you know, your body's going to change the more weight you put on the bar and, you know, carrying, you know, hanging stands and stuff like it all. It all just plays a role a positive way. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to drag my deer out by myself. I want to be able to hang stands. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. Jeremy uses me as a pack mule already. Like, he's already <laughs> loading me up, you know? So it's like, it's, I don't know. It's fitness and hunting is such an awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very and beneficial. I, and and I, I, th- I don't know if it's one of those things, like, as it, it's, there's a saying, like, you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle thing. I, I think when you're in that world, 
you see it growing, right? Like I see tons of hunters now that are really into lifting and fitness, but I didn't oh, God, before. Yeah. It's like, you know, and social media has a way of putting those things in front of you because, you know, the, the algorithm, but like, yeah. it, <laughs> but it's crazy. Like I, I didn't know, I really didn't know until I was doing it that there was a whole world of people that had some of those same thought processes and goals as, as I did. I, I really didn't. I just wasn't exposed to it until I started doing it myself. Right. Oh yeah. And, and see, I'm seeing a lot of that too on social media, you know, everyone's into working out and hunting and stuff and that's great. And the only thing is part of me wonders if that's actual genuine or if it's just, you know, these huntresses trying to (laughs) get more follows and likes Uh, and, you know, start working out and stuff. So I don't know. So it could be good or it could be bad. I don't know. And that is totally a direction I want to go. And I want to, I want to go this way without, like, because I am all about, like, sisterhood. Like, I will have girls' backs all day and, like, raise them up and be happy for their success all day. I I genuinely will because I think there's room for everybody, and it, it can be really hard to be a woman in the fitness, weightlifting world, hunting world, in most things. Um, But when we started to kind of start to talk about um, functionality versus maybe like the physical appearance, you know, focus, Mm -hmm. I have found, and I am really just getting started in this world on a platform scenario, um, (laughs) I I am trying to figure out how to say this the right way, that... (laughs) I have to be just okay with that there might be opportunity that is not given to me or I might get less attention than somebody else because maybe I'm not as outwardly sexual or good looking or, um, yes. you know, whatever. 100%. <laughs> it, and I see it as honesty. You know, you're not giving people a highlight reel. You know what I mean? Right. You're honest in your posts and that's what I love. And I think that's where women in hunting and fitness need to go. I think we need to be way more honest and realistic about hunting and fitness and that path we take. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I feel like no one enjoys posting about the negative things that they experience. It's all just this highlight reel we get to see and it's unrealistic. Yeah. And I, it meant a lot. There was a picture of me in like, you know, full camo with my bow on my shoulder that you commented on about, it's really nice to see, you know, a woman being beautiful and hunting without being like overly sexualized. And I'm paraphrasing what you said, but, um, that means a lot to me. And I know that, you know, we've talked about that, you know, either back and forth on Instagram or, you know, in person, but I, and that's such a hard thing for me too, because I also, I think if women want to look and be and feel and post things that make them feel sexy, like I am, I am all on board for that. I really, really Mm -hmm. am. But where there's like this line that I think creates this bad rap for. For huntresses. Yeah. Is, is they're using it to sell and I know sex sells and I, I get it like logically well, hell yeah, everyone but, wants to see this girl all done up in hair and makeup and a tank top, and <laughs> they're holding this big buck, you know what I mean? Everyone wants to see that. They don't want to see the girl with no makeup on and 
their hair is shoved up in their ugly camo hat and they're <laughs> full of blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not sexy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I get it. Like, I totally get, I get it. But it is, it is, uh, it's confusing because it's not all about the likes and the follows because it, it is, de- it definitely is not. But it's finding that line between like, I'm trying to build something and make a name for myself, but do it in a way that doesn't disrespect myself or my character. And also like, I also get mad <laughs> because there's, <laughs> cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, males and females that will, will diss super hard on like that whole, you know, huntress, that stereotypical huntress in quotations. Mm-hmm. But there's yep. also the same ones following them and like gushing over them too, and oh yeah, and and that gets a little, that is really confusing for me. I don't, I don't. Understand. It is, a hundred percent. And I think that goes back. I mean, there's a lot of examples of of that. But you, you know, you and I had talked about how. You can see when you post certain things on social media, like what gets more likes and attention versus, uh, you know, what doesn't. Um, And, or the DMs that you might get. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. I am awful for that. That is one thing my husband and I are like, oh, it just drives us nuts. Like, I post about my husband a lot. Like yeah, I'm yeah. clearly in a relationship mm-hmm. and I just feel like my, my messages just get bombarded from guys like hunter guys. You know what I mean? Like just thirsty, like, yes, there's thirsty <laughs> women out there, but there's a lot of thirsty men out there. And like Jeremy, I mean, he's got my back on that hundred percent. Like yeah. women need to tone it down. And so do the freaking men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually was talking with a friend about this the other day and I'm like, I, he brought up such a great point. Um, and we were talking about how, yeah, hunting is a male dominated sport and industry right now. However, women are the largest growing demographic. And if that continues, then all this like bullshit about like women versus men or the petty, like huntress stuff or the over-sexualized stuff, it's not gonna go away. And also, we're gonna have to learn how to do like a shift because if women are the largest growing demographic, then men might not overly dominate this world anymore in a, in a few years, right? So we right. will have to learn, I don't know, I don't know if we have to learn, we'll see how it goes, but that kind of respect and what hunting looks like, it's that, that there's going to have to be a mental shift with that. And there's going to have to be just more people. Okay. With women being kind of, um, not that being a hunter as a woman makes you like some sort of alpha or anything, but there does tend to be this like, kind of like dominant, strong woman who's a hunter oftentimes that can some sometimes get shut down by other hunters and like, men or women. And I, I think that's, that's going to shift and, and change. And I, I'm kind of excited for that. Like, I'm not saying women should take over the whole industry or anything, but there's going to, they're going to have to make room for us for it to survive because at least where I'm at, you know, hunting tags and 
the amount of people going hunting is in a decline or it's stagnant in the last you know five years and the only thing keeping it stagnant is the amount of women that are coming into it um, and I think <laughs> we're all going to yeah. have to learn how to play nice is what I'm trying to say. Yep. And I, I 100% agree. I, I feel like it goes both ways because I feel like a lot of women are taking a lot of credit too for, you know, what the men do to help them with hunting as well. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we need to like work together a little more mm-hmm. and show appreciation <laughs> just because like back on the whole highlight reel thing, I feel like a lot of women in hunting, you know, they post about their hunting experience and, you know, they're holding that deer in their hand and stuff, but they forget to, to be real with their following and be like, yeah, like I didn't gut my deer. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my husband or my boyfriend or my grandpa or whoever helped me drag it out. Like it's very rare. There's like a legit huntress out there. Mm-hmm. There's always a man helping that, that woman usually mm-hmm. it's very rare that they're doing it all on their own, you yeah. know? Absolutely. So it's, it's like hard. I feel like the men need to not just visualize women on social media as, you know, a a sex icon, you know, they're holding their bow or whatever and they're sexy and like, that's great. But like, I just feel like men need to look at women and take us seriously a little more with hunting and women need to appreciate what the men have done to like bring us into the sport as well. I 100% agree. Absolutely. So Uh, yeah that's such a good point and um i have said this so many times and i forget who i even say it to but the pro and this is like public service announcement if you are listening to this right now (laughs) (laughs) like ladies men too men also actually there's probably just as many men who do this too but we it kind of goes we don't pay as much attention to it but i would just say for the women out there who are being looked at as like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, there, you know, there, there are a lot of them that a lot of people were disregard as being they're a fake or they didn't do that themselves or they didn't authentically mm-hmm. share that they did gut that deer. I would just tell people like, seriously, when you're sharing stuff, tell your people what you know how to do and what you don't know how to do. Tell exactly. Them, like, tell them what you're learning, that every hunter yeah. is still learning, and if they think they got it all figured out, then they're an idiot, and they're just full of themselves. But, like, just... 100%. Yeah, just, just share. Just share what you're not good at, and share, like, if you want to be better at... It, maybe, maybe you hate it. I know full-grown men who, like, I've gone with my dad before multiple times like his buddies will be like hey will you help me drag a deer and by the end of it they'll be like mark can you um like gut it for me i can't do it like full-grown men who love hunting and it is like it's their least favorite part they'll do all the other stuff they just like can't gut their deer um and there's lots of examples of that there's people who can't cook their deer right (laughs) they don't know how to cook it either exactly (laughs) i i agree i think that there needs to be way more of that out there and and then maybe I'll I'll take people a little more seriously because it's it's just hard because everyone is afraid to say they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. And I like at the garage party, um, Kurt asked me to be on WCB team or whatever. Yeah. And and I literally was like, What? Like why me? I like I'm not a big buck killer. I, I told him straight up, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why do you want me on the team? <laughs> That's a great, I mean, honestly, to me, that's probably why. Like, you're a great example in, like, you're learning and you're open about it. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Like when I couldn't pull my bow back on that really nice deer, it was like, I posted about it. I was, you know, was super upset, mad at myself. And then I actually had a few women reach out to me and they're like, I had the same thing multiple times. Yeah. And it made me feel so much better. Yes. And like people fuck up. It's and, okay. <laughs> yeah. And when you do that, uh, like, and I understand too, I'm sure there's people out there who are like, well, when this whole, cause I don't know, like, I feel like there's always been money with hunting. Like that's always been a thing. And I, I do see a lot of people talk about how, oh, this whole social media hype stuff is ruining hunting and making it about capitalism and stuff like that. I, I know that that people hate that, but that's kind of mm-hmm. always been a thing. I mean, there's a lot of money and any hobby people get obsessed in, but like, I know there's people out there who had to work their ass off to be as well-known and and successful as they are and they probably had to fake it till they made it and I know that that probably got them successful and they probably learned things along the way and now are that badass person I 100% think that's true but I think that I think that time is kind of over because people are way more open to calling out you out on your bullshit than they used to be (laughs) yep 100% like I agree with that and I, I I would be, I've never met a man or woman who, I mean, I shouldn't say that, I guess, but there are some people I've met that I'm like, holy shit, is there anything you don't know how to do? But for the most part, like (laughs) most people I know have their strengths and weaknesses and I don't know, (laughs) they're not. Yeah. I mean, I've ran into some people that, yeah, they've been doing it for a long time and stuff and, but they don't have like a crazy amount of deer on the wall by no means, you know, they're, they're not super experienced and they have, you know, awesome land to hunt where, you know, they're passing on something I would shoot Mm -hmm. and they, they say they know everything and you know what I mean? They act like they know everything, but like, they're not willing to admit the fact, like that's a wild animal. It's going to do whatever it wants. And I personally think there's a lot of luck in hunting. Yeah. There is a lot that needs to be played out perfectly. that you can't control to get that deer right in front of you that close yes yeah and if we had it all figured out as far as like tricking animals if we if that was all figured out by now then there wouldn't be all hundreds of thousands of companies of scent control and trail cameras and camouflage and thermal wear and that you know just coming out with all this new thing that'll help you like if we had it all figured out those industries wouldn't be doing so well. (laughs) Exactly. Because there would be no need for any new things. Yep, exactly. I agree with that. How is that? So you're newly part of the team. What does, the working class bow hunters, what does that mean and entail? Um, Well, seriously, it's honestly, (laughs) nothing really changes for me because Jeremy has been part of the team and I pretty much do everything with him. So like we got invited to the garage party. We did the the bow shoot last year. We got invited to that. So we went and did that. And I don't know, I guess it's just more so the community. Like I'm a part of their Snapchat group and Facebook group. Um, So that's pretty much all it really involves for me. Yeah. I, so it, it was a really cool group of people. I that was my first time ever going, and the only person I knew was Eric, and then um, yourself and Jeremy and a couple others from like social media, you know. But I, I really yep. didn't know anybody else, and 
it was a really refreshing group of people. I, I talked to Eric about this on a podcast episode. Just like sometimes bow hunters can be stereotyped as being kind of the elitists of hunting and like the frat boys a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard that so many times. And I have met people like that, I suppose, but like I didn't I didn't get that feeling at all from anybody at, in that in that group. Like I No. They just kind of there are some of them who have shot huge deer and Oh my god, yeah. success over and over, but there's so many of them like who have a couple years of not getting anything or would shoot like a 120, 130 class deer or like are just as happy with taking somebody out taking somebody else out and taking them for the first time and and that was just really refreshing and I I hope I I really think that more hunters are like that than not um oh yeah I mean we are so lucky to be a part of that that group um I mean they they're genuinely passionate about you know hunting and the camaraderie behind it um I I was set up for success because of, you know, being involved with such awesome people that care so much about it. Um, the, the bow shoot, for example, and you know, this last year, uh, we went to, and it was, I think I had my bow sighted in at only like 20 or 25 yards and some of the shots were like 65 mm-hmm. and <laughs> Ross bigger. I remember he, he was so patient. He's like, yeah, just fling another one out there. Try it again. Like, let's move your sight up a little. And like, everyone was so awesome. Uh, Austin Chandler, he was great too. I mean, no one gets that, that opportunity to be involved with people like that. So I was extremely lucky. Yeah. Cause I mean, you go up North with, you know, people I know that are into hunting up there and they'd be like, no, just don't shoot today. Like wait till you get your bow set up or, you know what I mean? Like, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> These people like are passionate about it and they love getting people into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I say this a lot too on, on the podcast, just that we need mentors and people that will be willing to set what they're doing aside to help and teach others and just give them a good experience because man, whether it's just archery in general or hunting, it, it if it is it's not, intimidating. Well, yeah, it's it's intimidating. It's out in the wilderness. That could be a whole nother level of intimidation, possibly. There's the physical aspect, the money aspect. This, I mean, depending on your first experience with hunters, like the example you're kind of giving, if, if, if you weren't into hunting, but everyone you knew who was a hunter was kind of maybe abrasive or cocky or mm-hmm. not overly warm, it's probably going to make you more less reluctant because you're thinking, how am I ever going to fit in with with this group of people? Exactly. And yeah. And did your, so your bow hunting experience started with Jeremy, your husband, right? Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Otherwise I was just used to, you know, up North where I'm from is basically opening gun season. Everyone goes to a cabin and gets (laughs) trashed. And if it's Brown, it's down, you know, exactly right. (laughs) so it it was a different world um you know with Jeremy my husband because he he has so much love for everything around bow hunting you know that's his passion he loves it and the respect he he has for the deer that he does take you know Mm -hmm. I mean 
he has his man cave downstairs with all his deer heads and and mounts and stuff and he'll go down there randomly and just stare at him and smile <laughs> and he's so happy and it's like what is wrong with you you know what i mean but hey that's normal i guess uh yeah <laughs> so it's definitely been a different world hunting with him and and learning some stuff you know the scent control the wind and you know everything that goes behind bow hunting you know i i didn't know any of that you know up north there was no scent control you know you just grabbed your gun and threw on some orange yeah yep absolutely i had a similar similar surroundings for sure uh with you got your first deer too this yeah. last year right it was actually opening day <laughs> I, yeah it was pretty pretty crazy i was so nervous you know and i was by myself which jeremy says that's a big deal i don't know if that is or not but yeah, so I went and I sat by myself until dark, and I got lucky, and I had two does walk through, and it was just 20 yards broadside, and I ended up spining her, which was my biggest fear, yeah. and I was told that's pretty common because, you know, deer ducks and, you know, to shoot a little lower or whatever. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I ended up spining her, and so I text Jeremy, and I said, I'm like, I smoked her, you know, she dropped right away. I was like, she did a little kick and then she dropped. And he's like, oh no, like you spined her. I'm like, really? He's like, is she moving? And I'm like, no, she's she's not moving. I'm like, you know, I'm looking, I'm trying to see. And I see her ears start twitching. And I'm like, no. So he's like, you got to climb down, you know, put her out of her misery, you know. And I'm like, oh shit. So number one, I hate heights. I freaking hate heights. So I got to climb my ass down and then climb back up. And so I climbed down, I walked up to her and I put an arrow through her and she took two breaths and then she was dead. So yeah. it was a crazy first experience on my own. Yeah, that is a crazy, especially if you're, like if you're afraid of heights. Like I, <sighs> I, I was going to comment on what Jeremy said about how big of a deal that was to be by yourself. Like I, I agree because in it, it each person, you know, is different, but I think there's, there is sometimes like you get this clarity, you know, when the deer's there and you're going to pull your bow back. And sometimes you don't, sometimes you're freaking the fuck out. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, <laughs> it, it can be a lot to like calm yourself down and think clearly to make a good shot without someone in your ear being like, hey, Oh yeah. You know? I think that's, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was, it, I shocked myself because you know, I was worried in the beginning, like, can I actually shoot a deer because I'm an animal lover? Like, yeah. am, is it going to break my heart? You know, and I literally don't remember anything like that deer came in and I had my bow drawn back. Like I, I literally just like turned into a savage or something because that deer was dead before I could even understand what the hell was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, I think that having that sensitivity towards animals makes you a better hunter and outdoorsman. You know, I agree. Way. I, I yeah. really do think that. Like, I know some people become a little desensitized and they're just like, I want to kill something. And I've said that, you know, before in that, like, I've said that sentence before. Um, I, but I don't mean it in like a joy of, I don't get joy of just of killing an animal. Animals. Yeah. We went, uh, my husband and I went chucker hunting with our bird dogs yesterday and there was one that 
we shot and the dogs grabbed right away and then you know I pick him up and uh, Josh takes him and goes to strangle him <laughs> so he would die right oh. away you know and his yep. no, no matter what we did his eyes would pop open so he like breaks his neck <sighs> and this is so awful but he breaks his neck <sighs> suck, stuffs him in my vest you know we're hunting along and that same bird, when we go to pull the birds out and take a picture of them, his eyes are still open. I'm like, oh, and they're, oh, like, they're blinking. God. And I'm like, this poor thing. And, and it like, you know, it's it usually if you just kind of hold their neck, they'll just die. But this guy didn't want to. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just losing my mind because I, I don't like even like birds like that. Like, I don't enjoy right. seeing them suffer and bleed out and all these things i'm like oh my god this is awful like for you right love of god just kill this guy quickly yeah (laughs) and see that's the stuff that like people need to share because like i didn't realize everything that went along with hunting and how gruesome it can be and savage it's you know what i mean like in some of the stories i've heard but like our first turkey hunting outing together last year i just went and sat in the blind and kind of got to experience it and Jeremy took his bow out and it was like this coyote came running in right away at our decoy and he, you know, he shot it and it yiped and it rolled and it took off running. And the next thing you know, we had a bunch of turkeys coming in and he ended up shooting a Jake that came in on our decoy and he jumped out of there and he went running after it and it, it was still alive, you know? Yeah. And he had to boot stomp the shit out of its head before it would actually die. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, I did not realize, like, how hard it was to kill a turkey. Yeah. Like, these things are crazy. Yes. And experiencing, like, the whole flock of them attacking this damn turkey while he's flapping around (laughs) is just like, I I yelled out of the blind. I yelled out. I was like, leave him alone. He's already dead. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, people don't talk about that stuff, you know? Mm -mm. And, you know, like, with teaching, with having had teaching people, you know, bow hunting before, we talk about vitals and why you want to practice with your bow and make an ethical shot so you can give that animal the most, the, the quickest, most ethical death you can. But, like, mistakes happen. Animals are all different. It is not a perfect storm. Like some of these some of these babies are going to put up a fight and they're not going to go easy no matter if you do everything perfectly (laughs) yeah i mean these animals the will to live can be insane like i mean i've heard stories just from jeremy with you know a doe and stuff like he had to put quite a few arrows through before she would actually die it was just like oh my god you know and he's shooting a 90 plus pound bow and you know what i mean it's just like oh my god like these yeah, animals I, are crazy. When I heard that, I was like, "Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it." The ninety, the ninety-three pounds, ninety-three yeah. pounds. <laughs> I think I, I think I said eighty-nine pounds, and then he corrected me and said ninety-three with the new strings. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was like, "Oh my bad." <laughs> like that is, and I've also been told that he, uh, Eric, told me like watching Jeremy pull it back too. It, he's like, it's like an Olympian. He's like, it's just so yep. smooth. Like there's no yep. not even a like ounce of trouble for him pulling it back no not even a little (laughs) and to like for people who don't you know bow hunt to understand like that weight 
and then also being able to pull that back while you're in the stand in the cold, wearing bulky clothes, Ugh. in a high adrenaline situation, any weight oh, yeah. can be hard to pull back in that scenario for anybody. So it's just oh like my god, crazy. yeah. I I actually just dropped my bow my bow down two pounds uh, the last weekend because I like I said I couldn't pull my bow back on that really nice buck last year and I said that will never happen again and I mean shoot I consider myself a strong female and I'm only shooting it was 53 pounds you know and I don't have like a high percentage let off which makes a difference I know but like dang like that shit's hard (laughs) yeah it's it's there's days like I can pull certain weights back with no problem and other days I can't and 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 currently I don't know I, I don't I've never heard anyone talk about this before. Maybe you have advice on this as well. But with how much I'm lifting now, the more, mm-hmm. you know, I've been pretty consistent now for 10 weeks, 11 weeks of lifting. So after I got to about week five or six, I noticed that, you know, I'm a little sore, but I'm not, uh, you know, on, after a leg day early on, I could barely go up and down stairs without like crying. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> but now I now I'm OK. Like I either I either can deal with it better or my body is learning to recover quicker or some mixture of both, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe I need to up my workouts now. I don't know. But with Bo, what has been really hard is when I have like a really crazy like shoulder day or back day oh, yes. and I go to pull my bow back like that can make a big difference in like how I shoot that day because I'm sore yep. and I can't sometimes pull it back because of that um yeah I mean I ran into that too because I got cocky you know and I'm like <laughs> ah, I could do a back day and then go sit in a stand for six hours and no issue you know and I freaking I regret it I couldn't pull my ball back. Um, so basically what I would do during hunting season is I would try to focus on more legs and stuff if I was going to go sit that night. Sure. Or just do super light upper body because, man, I ran into that. It was like if I did a normal upper body day, shoulders or whatever, like it it was, it took me two tries to get my bow back. Yeah. Because it's just like stiffness and from sitting and the soreness. And, you know, when you're in a stand, you're not drinking a lot of water. You're not eating a lot. So you're not recovering. So it, I don't know. I just try to avoid anything if I can. Yeah. Yeah. That may, Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better because I just thought maybe like I'm the only one because I'm just a wimp right now and I can't, you know, no. my body's not recovering very fast. <laughs> no. I mean, Jeremy would probably tell you, like, you should be able to pull your bow back no matter what. But yeah. Yeah. I I disagree. I, I just, I can't. Yeah. Well, and the thing that would play with my head with that was, you know, maybe t- a day or two after a crazy lift, I couldn't pull my bow back. But then, like, a couple days later, I could easily pull it back, you know, after mm-hmm. my body kind of recouped. Um, yep. so that always messed with me because I'm like, Oh, do I base it off of, cause now it's easier. Like as I go now, that weight was easier for me to pull back, but I had these days and it was unfortunate when I was going through that, I was coaching archery. I had an archery class and I was doing Oof. a league. So like, I'd have days where I'm like, Oh God, okay. This is a bad example of like, pulling your, pulling yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not smooth at all. It's like, I am not going to be able to pull my bow back on a deer smoothly or quietly because I'm going to be grunting the whole time. Yeah. Like struggling. And you have, 
uh, daughter also, right? Yes, I do for yes. my previous marriage. Yes. And she's starting to get an archery, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We took her into lacrosse archery here and uh, we let her just use one of their little kids' bows and she freaking loved it. We couldn't get her out of there. Yeah. So you know, funny. she had a blast and we finally went and bought her her own bow for Christmas and got it all set up for her. And she's got her little hand protector thing, her little leather glove thing she's obsessed with. <laughs> and yeah, she's, she's already asking like, when can I go shoot a deer? I'm like, honey, you got to get up to at least, I think it was like 40 pounds or something for yeah. legal archery. And yeah, she's, she's into it for sure. Yeah. I, I've seen pictures of her like with deer hanging and you guys like skinning them and stuff and how it doesn't obviously seem to phase her at all. So that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I did feel bad. She did walk out in the garage one time and she's like, it's really sad. I'm like, what do you mean? Aww. She's like, the deer are dead now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, I explained to her like the outdoors and, you know, we harvest them and we eat them and, you know, we appreciate the deer's meat and it's not going to waste, you know, and she understood then, you know? Yeah. yeah that's a hard thing. I, everybody's different honestly you know I was exposed to it really young and there's people who are exposed to it really young that it just doesn't sit with them and then they love it later in life or there's there's kids that go and they even I've heard so many stories of kids who like harvest an animal they have this like cool experience the parent is like super pumped because they're like oh my god they're gonna love hunting forever and then they're just like eh <laughs> yo <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, you never know which way it's going to go. No. <laughs> Especially, you know, like kids growing up, like once, you know, the girls get into the boys or vice versa, you know, that's all they care about is chasing the boys. Yeah. Or like sports, like there's so many things for kids yeah. to do now too. Um, oh my gosh. It's gonna. It's hard to, I, I have a nephew, he's 10 and he's in swimming, football and soccer and basketball. And like when my, when you hear my brother and his girlfriend talk about all the things that my nephew has to do in any one week. It sounds like they have three children. Like that's how, oh my gosh. You know, that's how busy he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Like, and we're lucky, like we don't, we don't have her full time. So like we, we have the best setup in our opinion, you know, we still have time to ourselves and we get to, you know, experience the whole kid thing too. But like, I, I cannot imagine having another kid full time and, going to all the sporting events and uh, it just we're so we're too selfish we we're not ready for a, a kid yet together <laughs> <laughs> we got trips we want to do <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not either and that is a oh man that's a whole nother podcast probably but like oh. that's a world that I ask about uh you know I want people's opinions on sometimes is uh I don't always think the word selfish is a bad word you know and yeah, I think self-awareness is important and like knowing what's and, and I don't know, like I think for a lot of people, once that kid's there, they're going to do whatever they can to be like the best parent they can be. Right. And I, of I think course. That's, that's true. But I'm not ready for that yet. And it does make me kind of nervous because I want to be a really great mom, but I also am just getting started and and part of my journey that I want to enjoy right now. And I I'm not sure that I could mentally, emotionally, physically handle if I had a kid right now. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just not there. I'm just not there. Yeah. Yet. I, I completely agree with you on that. <laughs> I got, we got too much we want to do yet. 
Yeah. I think a kid would get in the way right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeremy got a bear tag too this year, so that'll be a, a new experience for us. Are you, you're both going? Yep. Um, yeah. we're actually, he got the tag this year. Um, I just got points. Um, but we're actually just going to go on his grandpa's property and, um, do baiting out there and kind of experience that whole process on our own. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that will, that will be. That's yeah. super cool. He's going to do bow, right? Is he primarily a bow hunter? Oh yeah. Only yeah. bow. Only bow. He, okay. Yeah. He's, he'll never go back to gun. That's for sure. Yeah, that'll be super cool. Do you have anything now that you've been exposed to it and like you're like, I love it. Is there something you really want to hunt specifically? I don't know. Like honestly, like right now, I'm just so pumped for turkey season. And, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like I am so excited. And I know some people don't give a shit about turkeys, but like, I don't know. I thought it was a freaking blast. Like we got out late and they were calling and. I thought it was freaking awesome. <laughs> I love hearing that. Like, I get so geeky when I hear someone be like, I'm so pumped for turkey. I'm like, me too. Like, I don't yes. understand how other people can't be. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I guess it's, yeah, it's not whitetail. Like, yeah. but still, it's freaking, it's a blast, you know? It's a little different kind of hunting. Yeah, it is for sure. And I just... Oh, total nerd out moment when like the sun isn't up yet and you hear the owls going and the turkeys calling oh, back and it just like gives you chills so cool. and wakes you up and I just, I love the shit out of it so much. Oh, heck yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Are you, and you're going to, are you going to do that with your bow? Yep. Sweet. Yep. Bow. So that'll be interesting. Um. And then we actually are going to be doing bow fishing in Maryland, too. Very cool. Yeah, with the modern assassin, Garrett Benner. Yeah. He sweet. hooked us up yeah. with working class outdoorsmen. So that will be crazy. Yeah, that'll be super cool. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping back. to get out this summer with one of Jeremy's friends and practice on his setup. He's got a, a buddy that's really big into bow fishing. So I'm hoping to get a little practice in so then I'm not completely dumb trying to stand on a boat and shoot <laughs> yeah i'm i'm putting together this summer uh women's bow fishing weekend actually oh no shit yeah um i'll have to keep you posted with that and everybody oh, yeah. listening um i'm gonna be doing coming up bow fishing probably sturgeon fishing as well okay and that'll that might that probably be in uh, Minnesota and then maybe a salmon fishing trip as well but there'll be some hunting events and weekends that I'm putting together this spring and summer but bo the boat oh fishing God. one has me like super intrigued so that would be that. a blast yeah that would be awesome that sounds that sounds really cool I I think Garrett is awesome I like uh, yeah following his page yeah I got to meet him at the bow shoot last year and yeah he was pretty cool guy yeah he uh I had commented on his face mask, the camo one with the skull. <laughs> yep. And he's like, yeah, send me your address. And he sent me one. It's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> that is awesome. See, that's so cool. Yeah. Like I'm like, social what? media is awesome. Yeah. And I didn't really have to, you know, I just follow him and appreciate his stuff. And he was just nice enough to do that. Didn't really expect anything in return. Um, and that was just, that was super neat. Yeah. That's awesome. 
What so cool. uh, competition-wise, do you have any competitions coming up? Oh boy, no, not really. Um, this year, I did qualify for the middleweight strongman nationals. And that's actually in Minnesota this year, and it's not super far away, so it's very tempting. But I just mentally and physically am not there. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just, I mean, the weight classes, the girls got like 20 pounds on me. So I, I'm not willing to cut to the lightweight, and I'm not, I just don't have the body type to, to put weight on easily. That's a struggle for me. Sure. Um. And I mean, the weights they have up for nationals are insane. So I don't really think I stand a chance. Yeah. And that's like, and I've seen you talk and share about that, like wanting to put on weight and everything. What, what, how much weight do you think you'd have to put on to, to get there? Well, it's 165 and under to 132. And I'm like 140, 145, mm -hmm. you know, without clothes on and, I mean, these women are cutting down to, you know, 165. Yeah. So well, it's, it's. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it's again, double-edged sword because I'm, I weigh 170 and mm -hmm. I, that number does fuck with my head a lot um, sometimes because I have seen there, I can't even tell you. And it's probably because I'm paying attention to it because I overanalyze myself, <clears throat> but I've looked at people, you know, who who weigh like dudes, you know, that weigh maybe 10 pounds more than me or about the same as me. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, how do I weigh the same as you? <laughs> right. <laughs> how is that? <laughs> is that a thing? And I uh, follow, do you know who Stephanie Cohen is? She's like, yes. Oh my gosh. She's a little beast. Yeah. She is. Oh my God. I, I love binge watching her sometimes, but I think it messes with my head because she weighs like 132 and deadlifts like oh. over 500 pounds. And I'm yeah. like, Right now, like currently, like I, I am experiencing some injury, I think a little bit from my lifting. I am, I've never really gotten like my knee hurts, my back hurts. Like I've never really experienced that. I'm kind of going through some of that right now. And okay. <laughs> I, with deadlifting, you know, I'm, I'm deadlifting in the 200s. And like, I know you're, I think you're at like what, 385? Can I call you yeah. that? Like that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 395 roughly on a good day. My goal is to hit 420. So it's three times body weight, but yeah, not anytime soon. And that is like in a comp competition with myself like that, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, Oh my God, there's, there's these women who weigh 40 pounds less than me deadlifting a hundred, 200 plus more pounds than I am. And that makes me feel like, what the hell am I doing? You know? Right. <laughs> Believe me, I think about every time I'm in the gym, I'm like, this girl's smaller than me and she can pull more than me. You know, it's it's ridiculous. But you have to remember, though, too, like that's their life. Like that's their job. That's, you know, they live at the gym. They live for what they're eating. You know, I mean, if you did that, too, you'd be able to pull more, too. Yeah. And that and, and that is motivating to me because I do think that. I do think that I can get there. I think some of it is probably a mental block and some lifts and certain things. I, I have no doubt. It's probably more mental than physical sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it's inspiring to me to, to – when I saw you post about three times your body weight, I'm like, oh, my God. If I could do three times my body weight, that would be hella crazy. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's impressive what our bodies are capable of. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. 
is, uh, do you have any other like lifting goals right now? Um, basically deadlift. I want to get to 420. Jeremy says I'll get there, you know, by the end of the year. I don't believe it. Not happening. <laughs> but, um, basically just get stronger all around. And, um, my goals will obviously change closer to both season. You know, I won't be able to lift as much and yeah. I'll probably need to, you know, do like higher reps or focus on more. So like farmer carries yoke, you know, stuff like that for like moving around out in the woods, carrying shit. So that's one thing we both do closer to both season. We kind of change our goals and say, Hey, you know, we aren't going to be super strong right now. So <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think finding that balance because yeah, this, this is a new experience for me getting ready to you know, start competing. And I am following mm-hmm. a lot more. Even this morning I was looking on a forum for competitors and everyone on there it's when they give you feedback or like are critiquing your body they are doing it from a place of love because they've done it before but Mm -hmm. even listening to that like your body is better suited for this 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 um your frame is this 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 you're posing like crap you need to be doing this this and that um like that's it's a lot and I know I'm gonna have to eventually get over the fear of people seeing my almost naked body. And oh my God. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Number one, I could not walk in those damn heels, <laughs> but like two to be in a bikini and strut around like, Oh my gosh, that takes some confidence. Well, see, that's like, I always thought, and I've joked about this, like I'm really good at walking in heels because back in the day, I always wanted to, <laughs> back in the day, I really thought that I was going to be, like, in a pageant, which is so freaking weird, because I'm, like, but, I was such a boy. So, like, but that was, like, the one girly thing I always wanted, and I, I really wanted to do that. And then I, you know, I've been, like, in corporate America, so I've been wearing heels a lot. So oh, yeah. I always said, I'm strong, and I can walk well in heels. I just got to get over the being in a bikini on a stage. Fear. Yeah. Um, I would just practice like crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I did a post the other day about asking women's advice on swimsuits, like not for competition, but just in general, Mm -hmm. Um, because I've never, because not only have I not gotten on stage in a bikini, I haven't worn a bikini um, since like my freshman year of high school in public ever. So like, this isn't, this isn't just like getting on stage and being judged. This is like getting in a bikini point blank period for me too. Um, yeah. So that also, and I made a goal for myself that I was going to order some swimsuits that I loved and then just like buy them and then just feel good about it. But that I like, I have so many um, companies with stuff in my cart and I haven't bought them yet. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid, but it really uh, is a mental, is a mental thing, I guess. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know, if I were you, I would just start wearing a swimsuit around the house, like (laughs) cooking dinner and just start feeling comfortable in it. And, you know, used to, you know, being in a bikini and I'm sure your husband won't complain. No. And I do actually, I, um, you know, whatever this is, I always make sure people know if the episode has swearing in it, but I walk around my house naked all the time, which is awful because all our windows are open. Um, <laughs> same here. I know Jeremy always yells at me. Cause like, we don't, 
like we keep our windows open and like we don't have a lot of curtains or anything right and he'll yell at me like hide them titties like <laughs> so i'll have to like run behind the wall and it's so funny it's actually like so dumb that i feel really like that i feel more comfortable naked in my house probably making um you know, standing and sitting in weird situations that look very unattractive than <laughs> just being in a swimsuit. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's I'm the same dumb. way. It's stupid. And like my swimsuit is a one piece. Like, yeah. but I like I said, like, I I don't feel confident in a swimsuit, but I'm OK with walking around the house naked. It makes no sense. Yeah, to- totally. And there's yeah. And there's way um, it used to be a thing where. Like, I felt like one pieces were, like, shamed, but one pieces are, like, super freaking cute now, too. And Oh, like, my God, yeah. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, like, if anything, there's even cuter one pieces to choose from, I think, now than there might be even bikinis, really. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I think, in summary, whether it's, like, body image or the hunting world, there, there's just, I think women have to have each other's back and there is a lot of resistance to both things and there's going to be a lot of haters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in both areas. And Definitely. I guess, do you have any pieces of advice for a woman like getting into either one of these things or anyone who'd be listening from, I guess, either whether it comes to body image or if it comes to the hunting world? Oh, gosh, I would say don't act like a know-it-all and be confident with not knowing everything when it comes to both weightlifting and hunting. Um, I've ran into a lot of people that, you know, in lifting and hunting, it just doesn't look good. You know, take some advice and run with it. Um, And I would say, like, strength training, like, just focus on putting more weight on the bar and gaining strength with your basic lifts, you know, squat, bench, deadlift, and You'll see your body change from that way more than you will, you know, running on a treadmill or doing some hit workouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to be a beginner in either. And don't be afraid to be a strong female and be confident in not being the normal mold. Hell yeah. Nor- no normal mo- uh, molds. No normal why is that something you mean to say yeah like be weird it's okay like you know yeah and I I think if in either in either world lifting or hunting I think for women out there if if all they have to follow are people looking perfect all the time it's not going to really inspire change or greatness you know like no you there's got to be somebody who's a little different to inspire that. So other people can be different and weird and honest and not perfect. And I think that you are incredibly inspiring and I love the crap out of you and like you and your husband as a team and like your positivity. And I just, it's a feel-good thing for me, and I think you guys are both badasses. And so I really appreciate you taking the time to, like, have this powwow with me. <laughs> oh, my God. No, thanks for having me. I was pretty freaking excited. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode. Please 
drop me a review, give me feedback, ask me questions, give me ideas, have someone you wanna hear about on the show, a subject you wanna hear about on the show. I would love to hear it all from you. And as far as starting from somewhere, this next week I will be going snow goose hunting for the first time. And I think I'm gonna make an episode out of it. I've never done it before. This is gonna be a whole new adventure. And I'm hoping I can get some good content for you and interview some uh, pretty rad people. So be looking for that in a few weeks after I get back from my trip. Until next time, guys.